Good evening, everybody. It is Monday, March 28th, and you are listening to the Jake and Skullhead Show. And I'm Mr. Skullhead, and Jake will be with us momentarily. Because we have to call him. Let's see if he's sleeping or dreaming or dreaming about, shall we? Hello there. How do? It's funny that you should call, because I was just uh, sleeping, and while I was sleeping, I was dreaming, and while I was dreaming, I was dreaming of you, Mr. Skullhead. That's insane. Was it the dream where I'm wearing the fedora and the pocket watch? Yes, it and was. The, and the kilt? I don't think I've ever seen a guy wearing all three of those things at the same time, but uh, given the company I keep, I'm sure it's going to happen eventually. It's hard to rock a uh, pocket watch and a kilt, I think, isn't it? I mean... Well, like the utility kilts have all kinds of pockets. Sure, sure. They probably have a special fedora pocket. Yeah. I'm storing my fedora while it's not in use. Well, there's, there's, you know, every pocket on a utility kilt has the same label, affectations. Aww. Actually, I thought that was just on the lining underneath the utility kilt. So I can say, hey, I want to see what's underneath my kilt. Mm-hmm. How you been, Mr. Skullhead? I've been uh, partying like it was 2008, actually. What happened in 2008? Well, before I had a kid. Yeah. We got uh, some babysitting courtesy of Matt and Greta, vaginal blood fart and Greta, on Saturday night. Their daughter's old enough to babysit now. So Mm -hmm. actually, on Friday night, she watched the kid while the four of us went out. And Saturday was Greta's 30th birthday party, and that went well into the wee hours of the morning. Drinks were drunk. So were people. Yeah. Pretty killer weekend. Did you feel like a young man again? I felt like a young mannequin. I felt Did you like, feel like young Anakin? Yeah, I felt like young M. Anakin. Jake, Jake Lloyd. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Jake Yoid. Actually, uh, Hake Yoid. So was it? There was just the one day where you were sans offspring. Well, then on Saturday night we had uh, a couple of people stay at our house with the sleeping child while we went to the party. So. Two nights that we weren't in the same vicinity of the kid and got to drink booze and live it up. Cool. Someday your kid will be able to drink booze with you. In a couple of years, yeah. Yeah, you need to wait until he's at least six or seven. Otherwise, Child Protective Services comes after you. It's going to be a while before he can, you know, hold his own. Make him hold the beer bottle with two hands. Well, I mean, like, uh, well, no, that's exactly what I meant. So what did you do this weekend? What did I do this weekend? I worked all day Sunday. Uh, on Saturday, I went to a chili cook-off. Hmm. Uh, those, those astute listeners among you who uh, have already picked up the most recent episode of Advice Hot Dog will know that uh, I made up some stories about that chili cook-off. Uh, some people that somebody's, somebody, like a friend of a friend of a girlfriend of a friend, uh, had a chili cook-off every year for 10 years, every 10 years for one year at their house so we ate a bunch of chili um i have a question for you uh you you know about things that are funny yeah i can often talk to you about jokes uh so farts are funny and if you are like you know just sitting around talking to some dudes and then you rip a big fart that's funny if you fart like four or five times you know it gets to that stops being funny nope now it's funny again why is it that when you fart like 200 times 
it becomes the opposite of funny. Hmm. Does it become the opposite of funny to you or to everybody else? I think, really, to everybody. Because, uh, you know, anybody who's near enough to you to hear it can probably also smell it. Right. And damn. I think, I think that the problem was that I ate every kind of bean. Uh. There were all sorts of things in these chilies. There was a pizza chili. Uh... That just had like some kind of uh, sort of low flavor white beans and pepperoni in it. Tasted like pizza. Hmm. There were several vegetarian chilies. But fuck that. It ain't chili like... unless it's got meat in it. There was one chili that was just uh, probably inch cubes of beef. Uh, which that's not chili. That's like a that's like a curry. Yeah, the I don't buy the beef free or the beans free options. Like you, I've seen the chili that's just like all meat and tomato sauce, and that that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. It's like spicy spaghetti sauce, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. So I I, I ate a lot of chili, did a lot of farting. Mm. Uh, I went and saw Rango. I've been meaning to see that. What did you think? You should. You should. should. You should see it in the theater to let those guys know. Good on ya. Good on ya, mates. As though they're Australian. I think they're Australian. Gore Verbinski. Verbinski sounds like an Australian name, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Verbinski. It's Australian for director. Yeah. Director DVD. Ho oh, uh, ho. No, it's awesome. It's an awesome movie, and everyone should see it. Uh, you know, I you know I can't imagine that it's not going to do well because it's like you know a movie that you'll take your kids to or whatever. It has but been. like. It's been the the number one box office movie of the year so far. Well, good deal. I was uh, I was afraid it was going to be all Scott Pilgrimy. Um, easily rivals anything that Pixar has done. Hmm. And I mean, I wouldn't say that if I if I was trapped on a desert island and had to choose between it and Ratatouille, I would probably not choose it. Hmm. But uh, anything else, it was great. Had it had characters, it had voice actors. The animation, you know, it's like it's gotten to the point where it's just, oh, this is this is a movie. It's like it's never like, oh, that's some stuff that's on a computer, you know. Hmm. There's there's no longer any uh, any extra suspension of disbelief required because of the CGI. Neat. I uh, I don't know whether to see that first or Sucker Punch. I uh, was thinking about maybe going to see Sucker Punch tonight. If I can, uh, if I can get away from the the grind, if I can get away from the drudgery of this of this existence, making video games. Truth. Um, I myself spent multiple hours in the past three days playing, three hours. Or, or writing three days. our. I spend at least an hour a day writing stuff for our new video game. Yeah. Um. We. Yeah. That's that's coming along. It's pretty exciting stuff. It's I've I've heard nothing at all good about Sucker Punch. I'm gonna go see it. I feel uh, like the bad reviews have inoculated me against the badness that is undoubtedly there. Yeah. And I, I think I'll be able to enjoy it. And most of the bad reviews talk about the movie in a way that still makes me want to see it. Yeah, I mean like it's, it's like it's just endless like crazy fight scene bullshit in the stories week like I already knew that and yeah. I don't think that the story is everything 
It's uh, I've heard it. I've heard it uh, roundly criticized for having an incomprehensible plot. Uh, the people who said it was like a video game that doesn't really bother me. Almost every movie I've seen that's been criticized for having an incomprehensible plot has had a thoroughly comprehensible plot thus far, though. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's I mean, just you know, where even if the plot of this lazy. one is just wow, look at them titties, then that's going to be okay. Right. Uh, what else you been up to, Mister Skullhead? What did What did you do at your party besides drink? Did you have any Did you have any conversations? Did yeah. you call some people? We did some totally bitchin' shots and talked to some totally awesome people. Did you, did the, Did you drink anything with an offensive name that we could offend people with and talk about that? Sadly, no. I, I was surprised that Badge hadn't cooked up some kind of like Fukuriki reactor shot, but uh, now they had a keg of that Nordeast beer that. I don't know that you tried here, but it's kind of a, uh, like an Amberbach crossed with the Grain Belt kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Local delicacy. There were there were drinking games. That was a little bit bizarre for me. Did I never, you participate in them? Yeah, I did. I, I never played any drinking games when I was in college. And when I played them when Jess was in college, it just seemed like a shitty way to get drunk. Like, I have this drink in front of me, I'm gonna drink it, and I will drink it faster than this game is allowing me to drink it, right? But, uh, fortunately, the, the rules were fast and loose enough that the, the drinking you had to do for the game was, like, a, an extra bonus on top of the regular drinking you were doing. It definitely depends on the crowd and the game, because the last time I was at a party where there were drinking games, it was real fratty, mm. and uh, it was, like, just a lot more beer than I wanted to drink in a short period of time. Yeah. You know, I can't, I don't, I'm not going to like sit and chug an entire pint of beer. Oh. Like I just don't enjoy that, you know? I'm not going to nurse it. I'm not going to drink it slow. I'm not going to meet it out to myself in an eyedropper or some shit like that. But I'm not going to just drink the whole thing in one, in one draft. That hurts. I feel all bloated. Yeah. I don't feel pretty anymore. Oh, there was none of that. There was a, you know... We were playing some variant of Uno, and there were rules for when you took the big boot, the big like, glass boot full of beer out of the middle of the table and had to drink two or three swallows out of it, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't any, like, no chug, chug, chug with the trolley. They, it's surprisingly fun to hang out with a room full of people, most of whom are performers. You would think that there would be a lot of vying like jockeying for the center of attention but that didn't happen hmm. oh and we we met an awesome lady who reminded me of laser girl from comic con oh yeah she is a scientist and she told us how she had recently switched from working on insects to working on plants because she had developed a some experiment where she had genetically modified fruit flies so that instead of antenna on their heads they grew another set of legs And when she was presenting her findings, a crowd of people from PETA stood up in the back and shouted at her that she was no better than Joseph Mengele. Who's uh, who's Joseph Mengele? The guy who did, like, live surgery on Jews during the Holocaust. Oh. See, I should know that. That just makes me seem like my opinions never have any basis in in knowledge of history. And then I'm doomed to repeat it. Yeah. So, uh... By the way, torturing Jews is a bad thing. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah, they did it before it didn't work out well. All right, let me write that down in my mole skein. Hmm. Are you sure I, it isn't uh, a Jew skein? I thought about Yes, yes. I thought about you. Uh, I, there's uh, the Borders is going out of business. Hmm. Um, and... They one of the things on their rack of half price things were some still overpriced moleskins. Right. Yeah, we went into one of those and saw that with the forty percent discount, their DVDs were only slightly above retail at every other place you can buy DVDs. Yep. Like, look, yeah, we discounted uh, this when from they stopped when they stopped having they stopped selling DVDs a while back, and we went in there and just like grabbed a pile of stuff and then looked up the prices of them on Amazon, and almost everything was still cheaper on Amazon, like just right then, yeah. than the fifty percent off. Yeah, and I don't I'll, know, man. I'll give a brick and mortar store a little break on price, thinking like because I get to have this now instead of shipped to me a couple of days from now I'll pay a couple bucks extra but mm -hmm. you know this DVD is $30 like this DVD of just go with it is $30 but we've discounted it to 16 then you go to Target and it's 10 yep yeah well, Target you know they, they they they're fueled by the sweat of the exploited working class yeah, but like Walmart's fueled by the blood, so yeah, what do you do? Yeah, I want to go to the store that's fueled by their urine. Hmm. Huh. I yeah. don't know what that means. I was trying to think of some kind of like pickle clock thing, you know, where you're like, we uh -huh. fill these big vats with urine in the back, and the energy from the urine goes to fueling our P lights. Pickle clocks. Um. Did you ever do that thing where you plug, uh, you you tie the ends of an, ex you cut an extension cord and tie the two wires to forks and put them in a pickle? No. And then you plug it in and it turns the pickle into like a light bulb? No. You know what it I makes you wonder why Edison didn't use pickles instead of tungsten. Yeah, because there had to be more pickles lying around that dude's house than tungsten. No, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe he didn't like pickles and was a weird tungsten fetishist. Like, oh, but I have to use my sweet, sweet tungsten. Yeah, maybe he maybe he had that disorder where you can't uh, have an orgasm without an injection of molten tungsten into your nuts. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. So awkward. It's a, a terrible affliction. <laughs> so I had a... I, I thought of something the other day, and then I suddenly became, like, almost almost obsessed with this because I couldn't remember... I couldn't tell if this was like an original thought that I had or something that I had heard somewhere. And I spent a little while looking for it on the internet and couldn't find any references to it. But then I thought, well, maybe I heard it on a podcast or something. I was basically making a joke about a painting of Jared Fogle that just keeps getting fatter and fatter. Uh huh. Have you ever heard of that before? I haven't. I don't know why. I don't know why I am so, like, crippled with insecurity about the originality of that joke. <laughs> that, I, that I didn't even, I wasn't even willing to, like, present it just then in a way that was even remotely funny or, or had anything like a humorous context, right? Like, I don't know what, I don't know what it is that it's going on in my brain that is making it so I can't, like, yeah, I'm, I'm freaking out, man. That is a little weird, because I mean, we frequently will recycle jokes, and if somebody calls you out on, oh, yeah, dude, I heard it, I heard when Chris Hardwick said that, and say, yeah, it was pretty funny. 
know. I don't think anybody's going to punch you in the nuts. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why I got hung up on that. I think you're going to need to be medicated as you get older. You think? No. If the if the neuroses continue to deepen, mm. you're going to have to I mean, maybe self-medicate, but medicate. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's because I've been drinking slightly less. Actually, I haven't been drinking slightly less at all. I think I've just been I've been uh, consolidating a lot of my drinking. Uh you know, I do less steady drinking while I'm doing other stuff and more just like I'm 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 burrowing in for some drinking. It's like it is drinking time. Yeah. Now I, is the time I, on sprockets when I drink. Uh thinking about Mike Myers made me think of something just now, and I don't remember what it was. Mm. Is is uh was Rango made by DreamWorks? No, it was um a third party or a fourth party like a new a newcomer yeah somebody who hadn't done anything before like the studio that released it was one that that was kind of their opening salvo it's pretty good uh, pretty good salvo I want to see that I want to see that salvo possibly while on salvia we should have some of this. Uh, we should have some of this. Uh, this uh, immediate uh, listener feedback that uh, people people are exhorting me. I got. I got. I flipped my shit on the last radio show. I'm just pre-recording the Thursday shows from now on, and people are like exhorting me to not do that. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you know what? As long as Scully continues to be willing to deal with the horse shit, shoutcast horse shit, we'll keep broadcasting the the Monday shows live. But King Stupid writes, Jake Scully, I saw Sucker Punch last Saturday. It was 120 minutes of fighting. If it had only had 20 more minutes of character development and 20 less of fighting, it would have been really good. Don't get me wrong, I liked it, but it was was it worth seeing in the theater? No, not really. I, he confused me because I wasn't used to people, like, you know, doing that thing where you ask a question and then you answer your own question. Right. Are you secretly Donald Rumsfeld by any chance? Am I? No, guy who asked the question who's... I forgot who you said it was. You know, there's that rhetorical... It's King Stupid. There's that rhetorical oh, tactic, you know, where you, you ask two questions uh, that have the same answer... And then you ask another question that has a the the, the opposite answer. Uh, you know, am I saying that, a- that this is the best beer that I've ever had? No. Am I saying that every beer I drink from now on is going to be exactly like this beer? No. But am I saying that this beer is pretty fucking good? Yes, I am. Mm. Is that a useful rhetorical technique? I don't sure. think so. I think it's. I think that's up there with uh, got a haircut, huh? Got them all cut. Ho <laughs> Or, you know, working hard or hardly working. Gherkin hard or hardly gherkin? Yeah. Are you working hard or jerking your gherkin? Hmm. Do you worry? Are you stealing jokes from Chris Hardwick? (laughs) Do you ever, you know, you you never talk about jerking somebody else's gherkin. Right. Never say, like, boy, I had a great weekend. I got my gherkin jerked by this hot broad. I don't think that would even be the kind of thing I would be likely to say, even if I were going to say it. You don't think so? Right. Uh, you, you mean that that's not a sentiment that you would express, or that's not the choice of words that you would use? Were I, were I faced with the necessity to express that sentiment, I wouldn't use those words. Right, because you don't want to call somebody abroad. Right, well, I, I don't think that... I don't think I've ever used jerkin' my gherkin... I get more of just like a, a beat off guy, you know, just beating off. 
So you're you're more of a you're more of a jerk off. Yeah. All right. Wait, what? Um, I kept referring to the chili cook off as a chili jerk off, but nobody really thought it was funny. Probably because they were all scarred by their experiences in using chili as lube. Yeah. Some of it, you know, some of it's okay. Some of those would have worked all right, uh, but some of them with the larger pieces of sort of uncooked onions and stuff wouldn't have. And some of them were really spicy. Yeah, that would have given you a that would have sting in your old dick eye. <laughs> yeah, variety is the spice of life, but spice is the spice of chili. Mm. Uh, I ended up voting for the one that was the most like uh, chili when I make chili. Mm. Just very straightforward hamburger meat, kidney beans, tomato juice. Yeah, that's pretty much how we roll in this household. King Stupid says that for April 1st, we should just say that it's player-created content day and replace the salad code with cocks and balls. Oh. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about actually producing a cock and balls for an audience to see. I mean, mean intentionally? I I never mind producing my own cock and balls for any audience who cares to look at it, then. Sure. At them. At it. At it. It. Them. It's weird. It's like a royal who are one. You never see, you never see, you know, one or the other of them independent. One or the other or the other of them independent. The trinity of junk. Yeah. Have you ever seen your cock and balls together? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you can be pretty sure that your cock and your balls are not the same person. I'm, I don't know. You're not sure about that? Yeah. In your own case. Yeah. Um, also, says King Stupid, I'm going to make another radio show for Q&A for March 31st, and you guys go ahead and pre-record because I want you guys to be happy and no longer suffer from technical difficulties. Yeah, I want that too. Three hard drive crashes, man. Three hard drive crashes in like six months. No, like three months. Yeesh. Nonsense. Stupak 2 says, Archer is awesome. Thanks for recommending it so frequently. Did I recommend it frequently? Every time it came up, I was like, damn, Archer's good. Damn, Archer's yeah. good. And then Riff's all, why'd you say it twice or even once? Because I don't agree with you. And I was like, Riff, you're provably wrong. Uh, and then he says, how's the Kerp doing? Is April 1st going to piss people off? Item of the month fun? I hope it's clan furniture. Uh, also, he says his opinion on Arrested Development remains unchanged. Hmm. Yeah. My Again, opinion on Arrested Development is that I watched three episodes and really enjoyed them and haven't gone back to it in six months. Mm-hmm. I intend to. Yeah. At some point. I feel like when I watched it, I did so over the course of maybe four days. I watched the whole series hmm. at, at a time when I apparently didn't have anything going on in my life. Which is weird, because it wasn't that long ago. And I can think of some things that must have been going on in my life. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have a hard time. You know, it took me like four years to finish watching Buffy. Yeah. Uh, maybe three years. Long ass time, though. Which is four years fewer than it took to watch it if you were watching it live. So that's not bad. I guess that's true. I guess I forget that when you're watching television as it's on, you sometimes have to wait several months for there to be new it. Yeah. And it... I, would, I think that it definitely changes the perception of how a series plays out. Like with Heroes, when we watched it, we watched 
the first three seasons back to back, like in big blocks. And so the first season didn't stand out as this masterpiece of totally written thing that that just kind of went downhill. It was just a part of the story. So I think we had a better experience with it than others have. I don't know. It would be interesting to start watching Buffy like like Adam did, knowing some some of the spoilers, knowing kind of the arc of the whole thing. I don't know. Huh. Did he he had it had spoiled it for himself beforehand? Yeah, like he claims to be kind of spoiler proof. Like it doesn't bother him if he knows how something ends before he watches it. So he had just looked up the plot of every season when he started it. Uh, I remember Xenophobe uh, going out of his way to spoil the, uh, something about it. But then the thing that he said happened, I don't know that it ever actually definitively happened. Uh-huh. Like, it isn't like, there isn't like a Snape kills Dumbledore there, right? I mean... Well, like, it takes a while for the deal with Buffy's sister to get explained. And we watched that as it was happening and had several lively debates about what the fuck they've never said she had a sister before and in the absence of you know comprehensive internet going well maybe they said but that's weird that well i don't know it was cool i thought that was a pretty cool device I, you know i thought that was a pretty cool uh thing that they did just and with television in general i think it kind of went through the list of things that makes your show jump the shark and decided to try all of them and, and see if he could do it in a way that didn't make mm-hmm. for shark jumping. Yeah. Like a musical episode? Yep. Yeah. It kind of makes me want to go watch. You know, it's hard for me to think about the differences between watching a show as it's on and watching it like comprehensively on DVD because I don't think that there is anything... I can't think of a show that I would be interested enough in to watch all of on DVD that I watched while it was on. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I would occasionally catch an episode of Smallville when, like, my roommate at the time was watching it, but the only times that I've ever, like, watched a show religiously as it came out was, like, ten years ago or nine years ago when my parents were recording Six Feet Under for me. Uh-huh. And then, like, the first season of Carnival. And I will say that either repeating it or watching it all at once made that not nearly as good like when it was meted out to me at about 45 minutes a week you know which and and the episodes like in those not a lot happens in in an individual episode of those HBO series right yeah especially for like the the overall mythos of carnival like, some of the episodes yeah. had stuff that went on, but it just barely would advance the plot, like, the arcing, overarching plot. Yeah. I enjoyed it so much more watching it the first time than I did watching it on DVD, which I, you know, more or less did in a couple days. And I don't know why. I wish that had continued. I wish that that had, yeah. had finished. I think there's something about things that are kind of portentous and prophetic and atmospheric that benefit from having that week so for you to wonder oh what's going to happen and when you just kind of watch it all at once you might see that there was a lot more hat than cattle yeah what does it mean more hat than cattle well, like all hat look, and no cattle is look, a, a guy who's all 
talk and no action. I see. So like a like a shower, not a grower. Right. No. Or like a guy whose penis actually shrinks when he gets an erection. Yeah. That can happen, right? That would be a bummer. I don't, I don't know. Well, like maybe maybe you have a larger penis-shaped uh, tumor that is where the blood that goes into your penis when you get an erection is stored. Hmm. I don't know, man. And then the, your penis is actually inside you. So when you get an erection, the thing that people think is your penis gets smaller. Hmm. And you've spent are, a lot I, of time thinking about this, I feel. Are you are you with me on this? I, I mean, you know, you, you I, were I'm here. here for, like, I'm with you as in, like, I'm in the car, but uh, boy, do I not know what the GPS is set for. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> you, you, you keep asking, uh, not are we there yet, but can we please go home? <laughs> right. Um, uh, Psyche agrees with King Stupid and says, cocks and balls, cocks and balls, woo. A catatonic Monkey says, I've been catching up on old shows while at work, and I can now claim, thanks to the February 10th show, that Joanna Newsom has physically injured me. When I switched to her song at the end of the show, it was so piercing that in one that in the one ear I had a headphone in that I couldn't hear anything out of that ear for the rest of the night. Thanks a lot. Yeah, well, once we start pre-recording these shows, there's not going to be a huge fucked up, lame, no reason for it volume differential between the microphone stuff and the music stuff. Ugh. Man, I'm tired of this. It's like, I don't even feel good about it being over. It's like, you know, like, I feel like, I feel like John Lithgow, when he got out of the prisoner of war camp, I think I might be talking about John McCain. It's entirely possible. Now I'm picturing John McCain in the Twilight Zone movie going, there's something on the wing, my friend. It was John McCain in Third Rock from the Sun, right? Yeah, that was totally John McCain. And then he ran for... President. He ran for president like a bunch of times. Well, in between being in like Bucker Bonsai, like he ran for president. I saw something that uh, I saw something that I was going to talk to you about because I, I wanted to get a lively political discussion going again. It wasn't really, I, 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 but I did see something. Oh man, I'm all over the place. My brain is all over the place, and I don't know what the fuck, man. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what to do. What do you do when your brain is all over the place? Smoking you eyes. you just, like, gaze into the loving arms of your family's eyes, and then you're, like, okay with the world, right? Well, sure, or I have a drink or two. Smoke some shisha and chill out. Smoke some shisha? Mm-hmm. Is that what you hippies are calling the reefer these days? Sure. Only when we forget our dentures. Um. Yeah. Uh, Turing says, if there are limes and popsicle sticks in the kingdom, why can't we make lime popsicles? Frontalot fans want to know. Why are Frontalot fans particularly interested in lime popsicles? Because in the at the end of Charity Case, he, there's a little sketch where he goes, "Hey, is that a popsicle? Well, clearly it's a popsicle, but I just wanted to know if you're going to eat the rest of it. Because if you weren't, well, I was going to eat it, and it's lime, which is my favorite flavor of popsicle." I uh, huh. now I feel like a like a bad f- a friend and a bad Frontalot fan because I don't know that I'm even aware of the song Charity Case. Yeah, when it came out, you we talked about how you thought it was funny, just the cadence of how that spoken word bit went down. Oh, so yeah. yeah, you're 
you're aware of it and you enjoyed it. No. Oh. You're just a you just can't recall the lyrics and business of every song you've ever listened to in the way that I can, and I'm not saying that I'm like somehow ahead of the game because of that. Yeah. Does it does it does it haunt you at night? Mm. Do you lay there with words stuck in your head? <clears throat> Sometimes I get annoying like just a couple of lines that just repeat and repeat and repeat. Especially if there's something that bleeds into another song. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a pain in the ass. <clears throat> I don't like it when I get songs stuck in my head that I don't know the words to. Because mm. then it'll often just play the part that <clears throat> I know the words to over and over again. But I can't say that I believe that it's entirely unpleasant to have a song stuck in my head. A lot of people complain about it, you know? It, but it's, it's like... Been, uh... It's not like it's taken up space that something else would occupy. Right. There's just some circuitry in my brain. I'm sorry. Some circuitry in my brain that is uh, built for that. I don't know. For me, it gets annoying when I'm, like, trying to remember something else. And all I can think of is that. Or if I've accidentally said it out loud eight or nine times and the wife is starting to get annoyed with me. Yeah, I, I will say that whenever uh, whenever I have the Mary Kate and Ashley pizza song stuck in my head, <clears throat> and it gets to the point where every two syllable thing I think of is followed by "put it on the pizza," <laughs> uh, that gets that gets a little annoying. Sure, I do I do spend more time than you would think with that song stuck in my head. I it, you know, is it your just, uh, personal boogie in the butt? It's so beautiful. Is is Boogie in the Butt uh, yours? <laughs> yeah, occasionally. Just like, put a tiny little man in your butt. Put some pizza in your butt. Put this quesadilla in your butt. My my lovely wife punches me in the nuts. Huh. <clears throat> that's That sucks, man. Well, you know, I can't feel anything in my nuts. Did you know that after you you donate the semen to have a child and that child like exits the vagina your nuts just go numb huh. forever like it's like they know that their job is done and you, you just don't feel anything in them anymore oh really I thought that it's like they know that you've just created a situation where you're going to experience a lot of nut trauma right he, you know Ali is almost to the point where he's taller than my balls and he has never done the toddler headbutt to the balls hmm. which is pretty awesome yeah, you, you got them short little penguin legs. That's happening earlier for you. Mm. See, I won't have to worry about it. My kid won't be my kid won't be as tall as my balls until he's like in junior high. And by then, he's probably not going to be wandering around just indiscriminately smashing his head into things. Well, one would hope. Yeah, you know, he'll be he'll be picking and choosing. Unless you hook, hook up with your first cousin or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Did you ever have anybody in your family that just ran ran their head into things? Uh, no. I had the a, one kid at the reunion that just headbutted everything? I had a cousin who pooped behind their sofa because he was afraid of going to the toilet. Are you sure that you're not uh, confusing uh, your cousin with a cat? No, goddamn that cat. Man. So, back when I lived with Jake, he had uh, this cock-blocking cat that whenever I was on the couch in our living room trying to make time with my sweet Catholic girlfriend, the cat would poop behind the couch and clear the room. 
Yeah, and then I would come in and sing a song back with another one of those cock blocking cats. Yep, and by every time I mean the one time that that happened, it happened. but it was a total Once. bummer. There was only one time when you had any chance of scoring. Right. What were you gonna do with a Catholic girl anyway? Like, like, you're not allowed to have sex with a Catholic without giving her nine children. Right, well, what we probably would have done is kissed until I touched one of her boobs. And then she would have gone home, and I would have jerked off. You mean jerked your gherkin? Gerked my gherkin. Hmm. Well, or, would you have done it while playing Mist? I remember a lot of that going on. Well, yeah, in the, like, three months that I lived with you, I was playing Mist. Yeah, you know, in fact, I think on the label it said, The Surrealistic Adventure That Will Beat Your Meat. Yep. What did it do? It became your world? It did. My entire world. I finally remember that game, but never checked out any of the sequels. Yeah, I really did not like the second one. Uh, because it bothers me in games when you are faced with a puzzle and it is not made clear to you whether you can solve the puzzle or not. Huh. You know, like if it's like, oh, well, I can't actually solve this because I have not. And I feel like Riven was particularly bad about this. I have not yet found the thing from way the fuck across the entire game world that I have to swap CDs nine times to get to that will allow me to actually solve this puzzle. Mm. You know, the first one, it was like, well, there's some inscrutable stuff on the main island, but then you will get like... There's one thing that's pretty clearly central, and I don't remember what it is, but I remember like there are a bunch of puzzles that are just going to give you information, and then you use the collected information from those puzzles to solve the like central one, right? And then the the ages, as far as I remember, are like self-contained. Like the fact that it didn't have an inventory meant that there wasn't a whole lot that they could do that was going to be just completely nuts, right? I'm almost finished with this video game history book and what I really wish is that somebody would write another one of these that was more about the games than about the business oh yeah yeah because um, this is fascinating uh, and depressing but uh, yeah I don't know it'd be nice to see more you know interviews with the people who were making the video games than the people who like ran the companies that were paying the people to make the video games uh, Toyful Skrull says, are the devs having uh, having trouble coming up with new ideas for clan furniture now that space is getting tight in there? Or will you simply open up a champagne room so you can continue to add items? Yeah, I mean, th it, it would be trivial to add another row of stuff to the, uh, to the VIP lounge. Yeah. Uh, All Night Diner says, could the MP decrease on Festival of Jarlsberg be based on a percentage of the spell's normal MP cost so it isn't a completely worthless holiday? And then there's some argument. Stupak says, what? It's not worthless at all. Thanks, Stupak. And then a bunch of people talking about useless. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. That's what they say. Yeah, should we include the disclaimer? Let's include the disclaimer that not all holidays are created equal in the real world, and they so they aren't in the, the world either. I yep. understand that we've got three like ancient archetypes and that you think that that one's not as good as the other two but you know talk to St. Patrick about how St. Nicholas's holiday is way better yeah and uh, <clears throat> uh, St. Elsewhere has the worst one of all hmm 
you do all this fun stuff and like it's the day where everybody wins the lottery but then it turns out you're just a figment of an autistic kid's imagination it's a bummer yeah. I prefer the uh, St. Elmo holiday because then there's the fire where we get to throw all the Brat Pack kids in Mm-hmm. have any of them done anything good I like I mean, I guess Ringwald and Demi not another Moore, teen movie Demi Moore uh, took off her shirt once sadly um, she is uh, presumably at least keeping Ashton Kutcher from breeding with thousands of women that's true we wouldn't want him to become the next Genghis Khan Uh, let's see other people talking about other stuff I don't know if this has been brought up before says no better friend but uh, is there any particular reason why a clan leader or clan administrator is not able to moderate channel clan the same way that other chat channel mods are able to moderate their channels I feel it'd be a good way for the clan leaders to discourage certain behavior in clans such as spamming trolling or begging without having to boot members from their clan the trouble is uh, if you get killed in Canada you die in the real world um, we do not have per channel bans and so allowing uh, clan leaders to ban people from clan chat would ban them in the rest of chat also there are people who have uh, have exhorted me to add per channel bans but I don't think that I want to do that uh, it seems like a, it seems like a clumsy thing it's weird and convoluted because then does it you know, do you store separate ban counts for the like uh, increasing length of time bans? Not still not sure that that mechanic is cool. Mm. I kind of like it though. You know, the idea that your punishment becomes progressively worse and worse and worse until you're just gone. But I think in a way it gives some people like a goal, right? To just keep getting banned until they get a forever forever ban. I mean, it gives some people a goal. It gives some people the opportunity to fuck up once or twice and then get on the straight and narrow. Mm -hmm. It gives us the opportunity when people say, oh my god, I just got my forever ban and I totally didn't deserve it, for us to say, well, if you didn't deserve yeah. any of the other bans, then this wouldn't be your forever ban, would it? Sparky. Yep. Sparky? Did you call him Sparky? Sparky, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of my buddy, my buckaroo. <clears throat> Your fat arrow. Yeah. A chilled says, tell me about some interesting meals I can have in America when I come over there for con season. I'm planning to visit an Ethiopian restaurant in New York City after Jake's thoughts on them, and I'd like some further ideas on top of quadruple bypass burger at the Heart Attack Grill. You know, I kind of want to go to the Heart Attack Grill at some point. I've never been. Oh, wait for me to be out there. I'll go with you. Yeah? yeah. Have you ever been? Or no. are you just would also like to go? I think that was made after I came here. Didn't, uh, wasn't there something, uh, ironic recently where, like, the guy who was their spokesman died of a heart attack at, like, 35 or something? No, the ironic thing was that, he, so he's this morbidly obese guy who's the spokesman for the heart attack grill, and he died of pneumonia. Oh. But it was still, like, I mean, it was probably pneumonia attributed to being a big fat fatty. Right. The irony was getting to, to, uh, like waiting and reading the article while everybody else was going lol heart attack and then posting you people suck maybe if you had read the article you would have known it's not that funny now is it mm. and then people are like yeah it's still kind of funny 
yeah, it was still kind of funny. Um, <clears throat> Are we fixing the podcast feed per Data Vortex's instructions? Well, Cause the, the the problem with that, right, so he talks about it, uh, that RSS feed is not meant to be a podcast feed. Uh, I could make it one, hmm. and I probably will once we take over the podcast feed, but it, like, it, somebody asked for an RSS feed for no other reason than so that they could get in their RSS reader an update when there was a new uh, a new episode and that that is working as intended I hadn't thought about that thing in a long time yeah and that, that, that explains why I had no idea what the hell he was talking about yeah um, yeah I, you know we need to we need to and we've been saying this for months and years we need to take over the podcast feed now that I'm editing the music out of the shows myself myself uh, all, all of me myself me Steve Martin and Lily Lily Tomlin uh, are Alan Alda and Lily Tomlin married in real life? I don't think so. Because they were married in that uh, David O. Russell movie, Flirting with Disaster. Right. I thought you were going to ask me if they were the same person. Like, I don't know if they've ever been photographed together or not. Yeah, well, no, it's that thing where when Lily Tomlin puts uh, shoes on her knees, she turns into Alan Alda, right? Right, right. Uh, yeah. Now that we've been editing the music out for quite a while, I, I would feel comfortable having the, the podcast feed go back to that point, you know, and we would we would basically, like, launch it new with a bunch of back issues already there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so do you, uh, do you, do you care about me as a friend enough to have been listening to Advice Hot Dog, Mr. Skullhead? I, I do care about you enough as a friend to have been listening to it. The fact that I haven't is immaterial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I thought you were going to say. I have a lot of friends, and, and, and some of those friends have podcasts. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to any of them because I... I I'm going to say this again. I don't have time to listen to podcasts. Ever. Mm-hmm. At all. There is never in my life two hours in a week where I can just put on some headphones and listen to a podcast and not do anything else. Because if I do anything else, I won't be listening to the podcast. Is that really true? Yeah, like if I put on a... Whenever I get like into working, the music that's playing just kind of vanishes. Sure. I mean, you can't and, do it while you're doing anything that requires like real effort, but like, I will listen to stuff while I'm cleaning. Yeah, while I'm cleaning, there's this little dude jumping around. Mm-hmm. Right? You could, like, couldn't can't you, like, stick him to the ceiling or something? I can't make him wear the whole Velcro outfit yet. Hmm. Oh, boy. Well, you know, uh, now that I'm going to the gym, getting all buff, working my uh, delts, my traps, my laps, my tents, my spikes. Are you really doing those things? My trikes. Yeah. Uh, whenever I say, now that I go to the gym, I have to do, <laughs> to do the whole, like... Yeah, bro, you know, I was working my delts, my traps, mm-hmm. my Viet Cong, all that shit. But uh, I I wonder if I could use that, like, half an hour on the elliptical to listen to a quarter of your podcast. And if I go to the gym four times a week, then I'll listen to the entire thing. I mean, it's only, like, 45 minutes long. Oh, well, yeah. I'll, I'll give yeah. it a shot. Yeah, you could just get on the elliptical for a little longer, you fatty. Yeah. Not like you couldn't use it. There's a. Have you, have you really been going to the gym four times a week? Uh huh. 
how do you do what where does your child go do they have they have uh do they have a feed, a feed lot yep see that is kind of the thing like what we're paying per month for the gym membership is far 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 less than we would pay a professional to watch him for say an hour a day or even three hours a week so we can but when we go there they have free childcare in this place with a shit ton of toys and a bunch of other kids for him to play with and get fucking diseases from mm-hmm. so it's, it's good though it'll, it'll make him live forever because his immune system will be bolstered yeah I mean he needs it he needs the socialization and he needs the, the social diseases <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to turn him into a socialist like that Muslim foreigner Obama Karabumaba. Kamenaraba. Flubbity. Yeah, I'll get into the Twitter. Uh, April 3rd, season 2 of Super Jail starts. Are you stoked? I saw like one episode of Super Jail, and I don't know how I feel about that. It was in that like gross, cracked magazine style. Hmm. art that bothers me a lot I know a lot of people like it you know it's like that sort of Ren and Stimpy grotesqueness ah that's certainly not in my alley at all slightly lower fidelity yeah I don't know man I'd like to be excited about things on Adult Swim but I think I'm not I uh you know what I would probably watch from beginning to end if uh if it was available to me and you know maybe it is I don't know is uh, Robot Chicken. Yeah, that's some good stuff. It obeys... Uh, it, it, it fits within the, the new boundaries of my fucking attention span. Right. These days, just... Like, the title of an Adult Swim show and the image associated with it is enough for me not to watch it. Like, the yeah. more that I hear about any new Adult Swim series, the more it's like, ugh... Because it all seems to be in that Tim and Eric awesome show, great job, check out how arch and sarcastic we are thing, and it fucking sick to death of it. Without uh, having is that worse, experience is that worse than just it. the flat out randomness? A little bit worse, yeah. It's like, check it out, this is like a commentary on flat out randomness. Ho ho ho. Yeah, great. Like we're we're consciously creating something that's self-aware in its shittiness. Like, great. I don't know. Well, maybe I mean, maybe you lose your capacity for multiple layers of irony appreciation. You know, I'm glad that it's still there because I think that it's not done producing good things yet, right? Mm. And you gotta you gotta grow a lot of chaff to get some wheat. Yeah. But somebody else can be the one that digs through it. That's that's how I'm feeling more and more as I get older. Uh, in a couple of years, I'll come back and see the ones that that people tell me I should see, with the benefit of time. The uh, yeah, I'm not. So to you're the saying point. I should I should send back this uh, full uh, series box set of Squid Billies that I bought you? <laughs> Probably. I'm not gonna. I'm not to the point yet where like, I won't watch a bad movie to enjoy it ironically because there are so many good movies that I could be watching with my finite watching time like I haven't gotten to that shit yet but uh, there, uh you know I don't less. know if I got to that point or if I just 
like I never really liked watching you know like Front a lot a couple years ago at Comic Con was super stoked to have a DVD of Troll Two, mm-hmm. and everybody sat around watching it, and everybody was like laughing and having a good old time. And I was like, you know, I would like I think I would just rather go to bed than watch this movie. Hmm. Like, I whatever it is that people have that let them take bad things and derive enjoyment from experiencing those bad things, I just don't think that I have. Huh. Well, like, you enjoy Mystery Science Theater. Which is right. watching a because bad movie with a bunch of clever people making comments about it. Right. Sure, okay, alright. So if I was in a room with people who were as funny as those guys... If, so if I was in a room with a bunch of people who were extemporaneously as funny as those guys are when they write material and refine it... right then it would be a different thing, right? I, You know, I honestly kind of think that it's the same reason that I don't like karaoke. Hmm. You know, You're embarrassed like, for the people who, ha- who, are, who have made this movie? I'm not... Not necessarily. You know, I mean, if I, if I stopped to think about it, I probably would be, but it's like, boy, this, this, this woman sure can't sing. You know, and then at, at that point, I'm just like, oh, all right, I'm just waiting for this to be over. Maybe something good will happen after this. That's weird. Like with karaoke, when we go, it's usually with a big bunch of people, and we typically just tune out the people who aren't in our party who are singing. Mm-hmm. Because, like, for me, the point of going to karaoke is to sing, and to maybe hear like some of my friends sing who are good at singing, and everybody else who sucks, you just kind of ignore. I don't know, and you enjoy being out with your friends. Mm. And waiting for your Yeah, turn. I don't really I don't really like my friends. That seems to be the, the heart of your problem there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really like anything or anybody. And you know the heart of the matter really is forgiveness. Even if you don't love me anymore. Yeah. We should take a break. Okay. Um we'll be back in about fifteen minutes. Cool. And we're back. Cool. <clears throat> I got a new beer on the break. What'd you do? I got me uh, some gin and some juice. Ooh. What kind of juice? Well, uh, by juice, I mean fresca, because it was in the refrigerator. Gin and fresca, huh? Mm-hmm. What do you call that? I, I don't know, but it puts my mind on uh, sucking a dick and sucking a dick on my mind. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna imply that you were gay for that. Yeah, for that. You know, my dad drank a lot of Fresca. <clears throat> I find it kind of disgusting. It has changed since back in the day when I thought it was delicious. <clears throat> like I bought it recently because there was a sale on like buying an ass load of soda would give you some ridiculous discount on all of them. And so I got it thinking it would be something that I could drink when I was sick of diet soda and wanted something with sugar in it. Because back in the day, it used to just be like a grapefruit soda, which was kind of the only one that you could get, and was delicious. And now it has aspartame in it. And oh, no really? Sugar. Yeah. Like regular Fresca is diet? Yeah. Uh, the- Jesus Christ. I got a coffee from McDonald's yesterday on the way to work. 
And uh, I got to the office and I opened the coffee while I was there at my desk. And I took a sip of the coffee and I'm pretty sure that they put fucking Sweden Low in it. Because Jesus Christ. So then I was pissed off and I walked down to Circle K and got another coffee. I would have driven back to McDonald's and thrown it in the guy's face, saying, Hey, hey, does that taste like black coffee to you, asshole? I, what I should what I shouldn't have done is gotten it mixed up and like, hey, does that taste like coffee to you, you black asshole? Yeah. Does that taste like an asshole to you, you black coffee? Uh Yeah. I forgot about that, but I'm angry still. Mm. At least my sausage, egg, and cheese I mean my bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit was right. Wasn't like that one time they fucked up and gave me a McGriddle. Uh, Whoa. I've progressed to the point where I can watch somebody eat like a some syrup and sausage or syrup and bacon combination without like having to leave the room. Mm-hmm. But I still will never understand the appeal of that shit. Like stuff whose sole purpose in life is to be salty and delicious fucking putting anything sweet on it is just ridiculous maple Mm -hmm. syrup and bacon bastards didn't you come around on Hawaiian pizza though or was I was that just a dream that I had a sweet sweet yet totally unattainable dream a sweet and sour dream you know what happened is I finally had a Hawaiian pizza from somewhere that wasn't Domino's and that turned me around on it because Domino's uses the like diced pineapple and syrup Okay. So it's just pineapple candy on the pizza. But, like, with a, with anything that closely approximates a fresh pineapple, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's pretty okay. good. And actually, the, the Hawaiian burger is pretty tasty, too. Uh, I was reading something on Metafilter about somebody, like, <laughs> it was it was about somebody, like, who was this girl who cooked dinner for her dad every day and her dad only liked hamburgers so she decided that she was going to make a hamburger from every country in the world Uh, and I was expecting the comments to be full of like how dare some man make his daughter cook for him (laughs) but it turned out to all be like ah these burgers are gross Uh, but apparently a lot of the discussion was about a hamburger with beetroot on it and boy, does that sound good. I've never had a beat that I didn't like. I don't think my adult face has had a bun- uh, has had enough beat yeah. to be able to say. Yeah. Did you uh, did you rock any Branston pickle at any other points when we were in England? Uh, I don't think I did. Branston pickle's fucking delicious. It's like a vinegar paste with pickled beetroot in it. Man, is it good. Sounds good. I can imagine just smearing that shit all over a hamburger. You know the burger I've been eating more often than not? And I I kind of ordered this as a joke. I didn't expect it to be any good. I just wanted to see what their what their take on this was. But it's a it's a hamburger with a big layer of cream cheese on it, and then a bunch of jalapeno slices, and then a bunch of uh, breaded deep fried uh, onions. Uh-huh. So it's it's a it's a popper burger. It's a burger made to taste like a jalapeno popper. Sure. And uh, I just can't fucking get enough of them now. Where is that from now? Uh, the Four Peaks Brewery here. Oh yeah, okay. it's just one of their specialty burgers. I'm not. I'm normally a real burger purist. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I will try just about anything somebody wants to put on a burger. I've never had one with an egg on top. 
I think I have. It, it makes my, like, the tips of my fingers go numb and my chest hurt a little bit thinking about it. If I, I would rather get my cholesterol through, like, piling on the bacon and the cheese than yeah. putting an egg on top of there. I'm, I'm still not convinced that uh, there's actually any science there about cholesterol. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. the, uh, although what, what is delicious is that uh, bohemian breakfast they used to do at Orange Table, which is just a hamburger patty with some eggs and potatoes on the side. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. I, you know, I never fell quite as in love with that place as everybody else did. Uh, I, I am a guy who doesn't like to uh, drive a lot. Like, the idea of driving to a restaurant that is 20 minutes away to eat a meal, which will take about a half an hour, and then spend 20 minutes driving back is just really, like, anathema to me. You know, well, and it's like sometimes I go to one and I'm like, so wow, this was totally worth the drive. Yeah, back in the day when, when Jeremiah was still there, it was ridiculously good. It's like yeah. if you're there with nice people and you're not like sitting in awkward silence while you're waiting for the food because the service was always glacial right but yeah, the food was fucking delicious yeah mm. I mean I don't remember it being bad I'm not saying it's bad I'm not saying they're a bunch of gold diggers <clears throat> um, you know I think it's it's telling that my uh, the restaurant that I eat at the most is now the Outback Steakhouse which has the the dubious distinction of being the restaurant that is the closest to my house of any other restaurant. <laughs> right. That's not true. There's someplace closer that's not open for dinner. That hardly counts. Yeah. Hardly does. Uh, and then there's like a grocery store. There's a Chinese restaurant inside the grocery store. I eat there a lot too. Not as much as I used to. Their barbecue pork is all fatty these days. Mm. And you know how I feel about fatties. I believe your your policy is kind of a no to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a shirt that says no fatty porks. Do you really? Uh, no. Uh, but I, I did uh, once use my acidic tentacles to etch into the ground no porks fatties. Mm. I was going to say that was kind of weird because I'm against people using a fork to flip over hamburgers while they're cooking them. So, I have a no patty forks shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not actually against that, are you? <laughs> no. Yeah, it would probably fuck up the Teflon on my pan, but, you know. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, that's because uh, you're doing it wrong if you're cooking a hamburger on anything other than a grill, buddy. Yeah, and we have weather. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I understand that you've got you've got the kid on one teat, <laughs> so you can't, you don't have the, the mobility that it takes to cook a meal like a real man, but, uh... Well, yeah, say, yeah. like, I, I do me some grilling, but grill season has yet to begin. We got kicked in the fucking teeth by the weather recently, because we had, My- like, the second week of March was all up in, like, 50s and 60s and sunny, and then just, bam! six inches of snow temperature dropped to 30 and it's been there for a couple of weeks yeah i had uh, i had heard the same thing my uh <clears throat> my grandpa is getting to that point in his life where you start having a lot of like sort of funny accidents they're not they're not quite like worrisome yet you know uh last year there was a, a single week in which he like nearly cut the end of one of his fingers off like just grabbing a fan while it was running 
you know, which is the kind of thing that can happen. Uh, And then he uh, backed his car into somebody. Rather, he backed his truck into somebody's car. I don't want to. I don't want to imply that my grandfather would drive a car. Yeah, no, it's not manly. And then uh, (laughs) knocked over a uh, knocked over a a power line by by running into it with a tractor. Um. Anyway, and so people were like, "Oh man, is is he starting to lose it? Is he getting is he getting too old to farm anymore?" But it's like, no, he just had a bad week. Um. But apparently, because of the snow, he uh had a had a little bit of a problem where he. Uh, got out of a car. He got out of his as his truck to pee, uh, and forgot to uh, put the brake on. Uh, and because it was snowy, the car started rolling a little bit. And then because of the snow, it, it rolled a little further. And so he had to he had to leap into the car and catch it while it was about to roll down a hill into probably another power line. I mean, if he is capable of leaping into the rolling car and stopping it, I would say he's pretty spry still yeah yeah i guess i guess it fucked him up he he spent most of the next day in bed because he was sore from the leaping which is what people were more worried about uh, but, uh, yeah yeah but I, anyway i knew it was snowing back there you know i had fun being at your house in the snow and i guess if i had to deal with it like every day if it was like oh in between me and work there's a bunch of fucking snow then right. that would become a much bigger deal it's, uh, yeah, I'm, as with everything, I'm not sure how people who have to go out into the world like don't have a choice do it. And I'm grateful that I don't have that. I like to maintain my tourist attitude towards snow. Mm. I can't, you know, once I go a couple years without seeing it, I'm like, ah, I miss the snow. But then, you know, once I go a couple days fucking around in it, I'm like, I'm done with this. I, I was done with it. Like, when everything started to melt, like, ah, you know what? That was just the right amount. I I was pretty much done and ready to, you know, walk around in tennis shoes without getting my socks wet. But that was when we got the, the, uh, the other snow, and that was just too much. But, you know, like, so I walked around, like, stomped around swearing for a little bit, but, you know, what the fuck am I going to do about it? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you could install a whole bunch of mirrors to melt all the snow using the power of the sunlight. Mm. Who was that, Archimedes that did that? or? Uh... Yeah, yeah, he sank all those snow boats. Uh, to be Is there fair, such thing as a snow boat? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, you can take a snow boat to China, apparently. Oh, right. Or to to Chila. You can take a snow boat to Chile. Uh, Hastebro says, Jake, how about doing a revamp of the clan announcement system? And then he says some stuff. Uh, that is a thing that enough people complain about that I should probably spend the, you know, 10 minutes that it would take to completely rewrite it hmm. uh, into something more like the way we do things these days. Um, the clan stuff was weird because, like, we did all this work making that whole forum system because that's what we thought would be good and that's, you know, how we would do it if we had been doing it then. And then everybody's just like, no, you can't take away our bullshit. We'll be pissed. And so now I feel like there's this schizophrenic nonsense. We might have eventually gotten rid of the other system. I don't even know, man. I don't play this shit. Uh, Julian says, should I start playing WoW again? Yeah, why not, buddy? Well, it depends on when you quit. If you quit before Cataclysm, then fuck yes, you should play WoW again. They added all kinds of awesome shit. If you've quit since Cataclysm, then I don't know. 
Uh, and then he says, will the April item of the month blow our socks off? Alternatively, is it on schedule as of now? Yeah, it is. I did a bunch of work on it today. Um, it is it is big, but not ridiculously big. It's going to give us the opportunity to sh- show off some creative muscles to flex our cre- uh, uh, s- s- creativeness. Not to uh, not to spoil anything, because I'm not going to spoil anything. But it's pretty cool. It's, you know, it yeah. doesn't afraid of anything. Uh, Sign says, how are things going for the updating of old quests? Batcave, Cobb's Knob, Pandemonium have all gotten upgrades. So it seems like you're just going through the list. I love the updates. They make all, or they all make good things even better. Also, do you plan on updating every quest up through the war or just the non-NS13 quests? Um, 11 and 12 will definitely get less attention because they're sort of already in our new idiom. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got a bunch of work done on the crypt stuff. I mean, that's probably like none of the art's done, but I'd say it's like 75% mechanically included. I, and I really only spent like a day on it. So uh, I've gotten hung up on uh, word game stuff and the new Valhalla stuff. That stuff looks fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I played around with it a little bit. It's neat. Groovy. Uh, <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Uh, Starwood says the one thing that uh, she wasn't really spoiled on was that Buffy had a sister. Watching Buffy, knowing all the general character development and destinies, didn't really spoil anything. It's just too awesome. I'd be curious to know what it would be like to have watched it and been surprised by the twists. I guess I watched Angel unspoiled, and there were definitely some oh shit moments that aren't as powerful the second time. Uh, here's a question. Saddest slash most moving moment out of all Whedon shows? For me, it's when Oz leaves. Gets me every time. Uh, the only time I ever got sad because of a Joss Whedon show was when I watched goddamn Serenity, <laughs> which I, I, I still maintain that everything would be better if that movie did not exist. Yeah, and, and about that you are entirely mistaken. Yeah, okay. That's one of those things where, like, I don't know, I feel like sometimes you... I don't know, smoke a joint and a half and go watch a movie because something that happens once you think happens 20 times and something that happens for 30 seconds you think happens for two hours. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I know, like that really short sex scene in uh, in uh, in The Watchmen exactly. and how that fucking guy was totally not a caricature of a crazy Jew. Yeah, totally was not was just okay. a Jewish guy who had a mm-hmm. little Jewish wedding with his sex bot because he was Jewish. Oh, right, right. Just that Jewish guy that controls all the media. He doesn't control all the media. He's fighting against the corporation that controls all the media. Okay. He's like the opposite of the guy that controls all the media. Anyway, uh, Serenity felt like a giant fuck you to everybody, to me. That's like bizarre. It felt like a fuck you to me. It felt like a fine, fine, you're not going to let me get this thing off the ground, I will just set it on fire. That's bizarre. Made me sad. Because it's a total stroke of the penis for to fans. Oh, y- yeah. Right. It's like where you stroke somebody's penis and then cut the cut two-thirds of it off. Killing the character that got killed in Serenity was a good move because he was a character that you didn't want to see killed. The characters. Right. 
Yeah. It was a good. Uh, okay, so you're saying that killing off the most likable characters is a good move. If you're in a movie and not an ongoing series, absolutely. Like, who cares if you kill the character that everybody thinks ought to die? Who cares if you break up the couple that everybody wants to see broken up? You don't okay, give so the fans what, about, what they want, so you give do, them what they need. How would you like a Star Trek The Next Generation movie in which, like, half of the crew died? Would you, would you feel like that was a good one? thing? Would Dude, you feel yeah, like that was, like, a thing that they should do? Or would you feel yeah, like yeah. that was a big fuck you to the fans who would all hate it? But I am a huge fan of Firefly and Serenity, and I did not hate those two characters dying. It made me sad, and that was cool. Because it's not cool. It's you not care cool about those characters sad. enough to, to mourn their passing. Like, that's cool. He did the same thing at the end of Angel. You know, he killed a couple of people that you really wanted to see survive. And that's where, like, the drama comes from. I don't know, man. It's a good thing. It was supposed to happen. Yeah. I still don't... I don't know if I'm going to watch Angel or not. I don't know if I want to commit another three years of my life to something that I don't know is worth it. <laughs> I would say You that know what I did do was uh, I bought the first uh, trade paperback of Buffy Season 8. I have read them all. You're going to... I think you're going to be confused. Wait, why would I be confused? Because the way that it's written and laid out is just kind of confusing like it took me a couple of times through to follow you know they'll have say a story going on like three stories going on at the same time and they'll all be on the same page with no real transitions to let you know what's going on I mean I don't feel like I am the comics noob that has had these conversations with you in the past yeah, I don't know. I, I had trouble with it. I'm actually looking forward to the motion comics because I think they might help. Is that a real thing? What's a motion comic? It's like a an audiobook of a comic, but with like a little bit of animation in the. Oh, panels. I see. Right, where they where they like that show that we used to watch at school that I always talk about and nobody ever knows what I'm talking about because I never explain <laughs> it. It's like an animation style that involves a bunch of still images, only they're moving. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, film strips. Except they're not really film strips, right? Like, imagine that you take a, a person from a comic book, and then you take the background from the comic book, and then you put the background on a different sheet of paper than the person, and you cut out around the person, and then one scene is you slowly moving the person to the right in front of the background. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Only they'll do a little bit of flash animation to say, like, move a guy's hand a little bit like there's one for Watchmen and the scene where the comedian goes out the window they kind of bring him in closer and then push him back through the window and you know it's like a, a little bit of very minimalistic animation done with the original art right and there's that sex scene that goes on for 45 minutes uh huh just like the one in Scott Pilgrim <laughs> I, you know, I never said that that went on too long. I said that it was gratuitous. Hmm. And I didn't argue that. Hmm? I said it was awesome-tuitous. Uh, it was fortuitous. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Blue Scream says, I asked this one before, but a little too late for the show. Has there ever been any thought of adding a trivia puzzle? The mechanics are already in place at the altar of literacy, and there's plenty of lore to quiz on. Would that be breaking too much from the basic gameplay of KOL? What would be too far? A puzzle that requires chat commands? 
Also, what the hell is circuitry a reference to? Uh, I, uh, that's a reference to the time before when I said it. Uh. Um, I don't. I don't know. I was talking to. I was talking to Riff, and I was trying to creep Riff out by implying that I had some sort of circuitry inside me that was malfunctioning. Um, it's fun to creep Riff out sometimes. Yeah. Because he he's you know consumes a lot of creepy shit. Like uh, like cans of soup, just room temperature. I used to do that with chili. Cans of that's chili. that is disgusting, and you should be ashamed of yourself. No, it's far better when you heat it up. But you know, I was in college. I didn't have a bunch of bowls that I could put them into, so I could put it in the microwave. I didn't have a stove. Yeah, what you do is you slice a little uh, you slice a little piece of uh, C four off of a brick, mm-hmm. and you light it with a match. Yeah, I'm sure that I could have just held a lighter underneath it. Mm-hmm. I think I tried I mean, that with you a could, You could sing as you watch and wait till your chili boils. You know, you know, because that that verse of that song is about him heating uh, tea in a in a tin can, and this would be kind of the same thing, except you heating chili and chili rhymes with Billy, so that was funny. Oh, come on, buddy, come on. I I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about. I'm not there. Oh, it's the first uh, the first verse of Waltzing Matilda. Oh, I I didn't know that. <laughs> I guess you were never you were never around when we became obsessed with Waltzing Matilda. I don't think so. I think I missed that. There was a there was a collection. It was like partly while we were in England, which I I was not in England at the same time as you. You and I have never been in England at the same time. That's true. Oh, we've been in Mexico at the same time though. And Boston. I don't know about a trivia puzzle. Uh, if it's like KOL trivia, that seems even weirder. A puzzle that required chat commands. I mean, like, I could imagine, like, some sort of meta thing that, like, you know, like, the thing that Hot Stuff did in his profile. Like, something like that that required weird chat commands. Like, fine, whatever, you know? Like, but it's not really part of the game, right? I don't think that I would be okay with, like, you getting an item for doing it or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I like anything like anything that's that's weird should not have enough of a benefit to it that it's going to make people feel like they're left out if they don't like doing some particular crazy bullshit. Right. Um. You know, the game should be the game. I'm on this big back to basics kick. I've also been eating a lot of grape nuts. I don't know if the two are related. Probably. Uh, Bax's clack clack says so I feel like this must have been mentioned before but I haven't seen anything about it so here goes the obtuse angel's poison arrow doesn't take a round of fire the upshot of this being that I just destroyed the Postomancer demon nemesis without having to deal with any of the fiddly and tangling bits in the counter of HP hits so my question intended especially in hardcore I feel like the ability to just bypass the fiddly combats like that is a little much that probably shouldn't work against bosses um I didn't really think about like it's it's weird because we do so many like gimmicky combats and then don't think about all the other things that have been done. You know, the only way to make combat interesting in this game is to make it kind of gimmicky. Because if it's just a matter of like, oh, this guy has a lot of hit points, it's like, well, fuck you. I have a lot of ways to do way more hit points than that guy has in damage. Um, so like, I remember like the the conversations. It was like the first time we were in San Francisco. Like, I remember 
smoking and pacing around while we were on the phone for like a couple hours about how the boss fights for the Nemesis quests were going to work. And that was fun trying to come up with stuff that like played to the way that the individual classes worked and still were like flavorful and it was neat and I liked it. Uh, but yeah, it sucks that you can just gimmick your way out of that. But at the same time, I mean, figuring out how to do that is also figuring out a trick, right? Sure. Uh, Ruipi says, who's the last comedian that you saw live? Uh, Kevin Nealon. Hmm. You ever seen a live, uh, live stand-up? I think I have to go all the way back to when I was living in L.A. Mm. And there was... Jay Moore and Bob Saget and a couple of other guys. So I, was, I didn't know that Jay Moore did stand-up comedy, but he was pretty fucking funny. Mm. I mostly know him from he like MCs BlizzCon every year, uh, and he just gets up and he's fucking burning a lot of calories doing that shit. Like he's got to really like that, or he would not put up with it, because like he will sit there for like eight hours on stage talking about everything that happened like it is fucking crazy huh. how hard that guy works at that thing and I'm sure they're paying him a lot um, I know they, they give him as many tuna sandwiches as a man can eat because hmm. uh, after he left and we were backstage the Mexican guy who was cleaning up his dressing room asked us if we wanted anything off of the, the cart that he had back there <laughs> and one of the things that he had was like probably 50 or 60 tuna sandwiches I think you know even as uh, somebody who will eat a tuna sandwich on occasion I think my max in one sitting would probably be like two yeah yeah that was all I could get through two uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh you, you know every time I go and I see a comedian live I think why don't I do this all the time and then every time I look at the schedule I'm like oh yeah that's why <laughs> because that it is like maybe twice a year there is a comedian that will come to the improv in 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 Tempe that I feel like is even has a chance of being funny. And it's hard to just go and watch one blind, right? Because you know one that you've never heard of, because odds are it's not going to be any good. Although you say that, but then. I, for the most part, like, there's always, like, maybe two or sometimes three warm-up acts, you know? And it's never... Well, okay. When you take into account, like, the drink minimum, it's maybe not worth seeing, right? right. They're not usually terrible. The, 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 the worst thing that you can say about them is, like, oh, that guy was not all that great. Uh-huh. But, you know, I mean, he's still he's still up there telling jokes in front of people. I go to see, like, Vaginal Blood Fart is in a troupe that does their, like, insult tennis thing. And then a a couple of other friends do improv, and a couple do, like, a satirical review and stuff. So, at least if they're not hilariously funny, I could say, well, you know, they're my friends, and I've supported their art. But they tend to be pretty hilariously funny, so. I don't know that I I would go see somebody I'd never heard of and never heard anything about. I really enjoy uh, I really enjoy it every time I go and see live comedy. Um, you know, we even went and saw we went and saw this like improv comedy like contest thing the other day, and it was pretty funny. Mm. Like I was definitely sitting there like just analyzing all the fun out of it. You know, like 
sort of figuring out like why I thought that the people that were funny were funny and why you know the other ones weren't. Hmm. Uh, and boy, I uh, I did have my foundations uh, shaken a little bit because there were uh, there were nine people involved in this show and four of them were women and five of them were men and the two funniest ones were were both women Hmm. and normally normally i just tend to think like that it is for every funny girl that i encounter i probably encounter five funny guys and i mean it's probably just because i am an asshole and i think that guys are funnier right but it's weird when that gets like so seriously bucked right yeah <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's sexism. I don't know if there's like a kernel of truth in it somehow. I don't know. But it is rare that there's like a female stand-up comic that I like. I liked uh, Lisa Lampanelli, but that got old really quick once the sort of shock wore off. There's like Sarah Silverman's pretty funny. Maria Bamford. Oh yeah, yeah. Maria Bamford, I fucking love. Rita. I even liked like Rita Rudner from back in the day. She's. Ellen DeGeneres' stand-up is pretty funny. Paula Poundstone. Oh, is it? I never see. I, I do like... Uh, I feel like Paula Poundstone... Like, I think I would rather just listen to her talk about stuff than... Like, I would rather be like... Have, like, a talk show with Paula Poundstone on it than watch her perform an act, I think. You should listen to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me when she's on. That's... Yeah, I accept that I don't... Does. Yeah. Okay. Just say, just, like, don't listen when Ira Flato's talking. Or whoever <laughs> the, the dude yeah. is. I don't know, like, I think it's, so, if you're Asian and you're a stand-up comic, it's really easy to go with a little set of lazy jokes, right? If you're a fat guy who's a comic, there's an easy set of jokes you can go for, and I think maybe a lot of female stand-ups just go for that lazy set of jokes for women. Mm Mm-hmm. So it takes, like, somebody breaking out of that and doing something different. Yeah, like an Asian guy who doesn't do an impression of his parents who have a heavy accent and is instead doing just weird shit that's funny. Mm -hmm. Wait, does that ever happen? There was there was one dude on. uh, Oh, you should watch live nude comedy on Netflix because most of those guys are funny. There was an Asian dude who didn't really do any Asian material. You'd have to. So what what you're saying is that you like Asians as long as they're not you know too Asian. Too Asian. You'd have to skip parts of it because it's like a comedian and then like a stripper and then another comedian. So Wait, so you're telling me that I should strip the strippers? I should strip the skippers? <laughs> yeah, Gilligan. And Gilligan. <laughs> yeah, Sign says, of all the changes and updates you make to the game, what do you like the most? Updating or adding zones? Making new items of the month or otherwise? Events? Uh, I really don't like making items of the month. Um... I almost feel, you know, except with like the June ones where I really feel like we get to kind of go nuts with uh, expressing something that we haven't expressed before. God, I sound like a fag. Uh, Exploring, you know, some like there's always like something that we're like, oh, you know, we've never done like a time travel thing. Like, let's try and do some big like overarching time travel quest or whatever. That kind of item of the month is fun to do, but most of the time it's just like it is just like kind of a chore and it's like well the you know the only reason that we're doing this is because we got to pay the bills and then that like just kind of makes it even more of a like sapping thing uh, i don't know 
Um, I enjoy it, but it is the point at which we're most likely to hit that if it's too good, people will complain. If it's not too good, it's worthless thing. And we end up having to balance and balance and balance until we get yeah. something that doesn't please anybody or that, you know, maybe pleases enough people. Yeah. That they'll shut up about it. You know, so it, it can be sapping. You know, I, that said, like, having something in there that challenges us on a regular basis, having something that forces us to stick to a schedule is always great for yeah. us, right? Like, I, I feel like, you know... <sighs> If we had had some kind of structure in place that was as effective as, say, Crimbo and June at getting us to put something out in, like, February and October, then we would just have, like, you know, sort of twice as much boost in happiness as a result of those things, right? Right. Like, because Crimbo, Crimbo is stressful, but it is not, it is not, like, I don't feel like I'm squeezing that out, Right. Yeah, that I mean, is fun you, to write. You do a ton of it, but I mean, like, the mechanical stuff, it's like, this is just, this just has to be fun, right? Like, this doesn't have to be, this doesn't have to be balanced, this doesn't have to be profitable, it just has to be fun. And that's the kind of challenge that I, you know, it's like, I really enjoy stepping up to that. Um, that said, once everybody, once everybody feels like Crimbo is done and everybody goes on vacation, and then I'm the only one paying attention to anything and seeing all of the shit that's still left to do and having to do it all myself, then I start to have some little prima donna freakouts. Sure, that's uh, less fun. Yeah. Oh, but, so, uh, you know, there's usually only a day or two like that. And it's right around Christmas Day, so that's good. <laughs> I know, it's, it's always like... Although this last Christmas, I just had to drive down to the data center because some shit flipped. Right. That was awesome. Uh, Blue Scream yeah. says, can we have some simple item of the, items of the month soon? I do love the complex stuff, but there's something to be said for combo familiars and basic gear. And that something is, we do a whole lot less business in them. Yeah, and we've also kind of done them all, right? right. I mean, it, like, there are not a lot of familiar combinations that we have done, or that we haven't done, that would be at all, you know, at all reasonable or good. And, like, yeah, basic basic gear, like... Sure. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> basic gear. I think the thing that we're looking at now is going to be simple enough for somebody who likes simple stuff to easily understand and enjoy. Yeah, 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 and I mean, and it's all there's enough stuff. To, like this is more like you'll you'll get an opportunity to collect some stuff over time, and but but it, there's nothing like there's nothing hard. There's just it's got it, it. It has more breadth than depth. I thought that Alice's Army was kind of like that. Like this is the wrong point in the show to start that conversation. But what I had in mind when I suggested it was, let's do something that doesn't have anything to do with gameplay, so we can just make it a fun thing to play with. Mm-hmm. And it, I guess there are, you know. There's a four-page forum thread on some bullshit you can do to make it relevant to your gameplay, but the the point was, here's a fun game that we can, you know, that I can propose and then fuck off and then write some stuff later and you guys can make. <laughs> I, you know, I, I will admit to having made that process a lot more stressful by not trusting that that alone would be enough to get people to actually buy it and doing all of the worrying about how 
to incorporate it into the larger game. Yeah, but I mean, you, um, you gotta. Yeah, but I think in this particular case, it didn't turn out to matter all that much. You know, and and I, I should have been, I should have been more confident in the idea on its own merits. I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? But like, sure. you know, it's just. I don't know, for instance, what the difference would have been in the rogue program if it had not been a spleen familiar, right? Like if, if the item of the month had just been the arcade instead of the arcade, oh, and it's another spleen familiar and it's actually sort of simpler and more straightforward than the other spleen familiars. Like, you know, it's, it's impossible to tell, right? Yeah. And it's like for those ones, for the things... I think it's a human tendency to when you've done something that is a tremendous amount of work, you want it to be a commensurately larger success in terms of like the money that you get for it. Right. Like the things that we do that really bust that we really bust our asses for should be the things that contribute the most to the long term sustainability of the business. Yeah. You know, and they're not always you know, and and so it's like it's just it's it's this it's this complicated problem that it's like we have to solve and we have to solve it on its schedule, not on ours. Mm. And that's the that that said, you know, we're making this new game entirely on our own schedule, and we we were talking to these other guys. Um, again, this like kind of friend of a friend of a friend situation. You know, the friend of a the brother of a friend of a girlfriend of a friend. Uh, who works for this this other game company here? Apparently, there's kind of a game company scene in Phoenix that we didn't know about. No kidding. Um, yeah, we're trying to get invited to stuff. Um, but he was talking about uh, one of the guys there uh, works with uh, that that indie fund. I don't know if you heard about this, but like Jonathan Blow and a few other people who had made games and made a little bit of money on their own had started started this like sort of foundation where they will take somebody who has a good idea for a game and they will just pay them so that that person can develop that game full time. Nice. You know, I feel like it's like they, they give you, they give you like 20 or 30 grand here and there to like, you know, all right, this, this should give you eight months where you don't have to worry about working to finish this. And then they hope, you know, that they get some of that money back or whatever. I mean, it's like, it's, it's like, a kind of a venture capital with a little bit of heart but something that they talked about was like the model that they ended up with because it produced the best results was like okay here's six months worth of money and that's it as opposed to like we're going to give you a monthly stipend until this is finished uh-huh. because without without that kind of threat of going hungry you know it becomes something like this you know I, I, like because we didn't have to release the new game, it took three times as long as it should have, right? Because it was like, well, this is a thing that we're doing because we can afford to do it on okay. the profit the KOL is making, and we have enough, we have as much time as we want, so we should take the time to actually get it done right. I think it didn't, it didn't motivate us to get to get it done as quick. Maybe it will be better as a result of it, but like. I feel like we could have done three things that were half as good and And, ended up with half again as much good in the world. That's always my, like, this will not be the best possible iteration of it, but it will be an iteration of it. It'll be something instead of nothing. I think on this one, though, like, you're probably going to be 50-50 on things that really benefited from that time 
and things that you just kind of spun wheels on. Yeah. I'm also a guy who has not been privy to a lot of that development process, so I should probably shut the fuck up. No, I mean, and a lot of it is, is, you know, me focusing almost entirely on KOL for months at a time and letting the wheels kind of spin themselves, right? you know, and not, not taking a more, a more active role. Hasab has really, really stepped up to the plate in the last, like, four months, too. Hmm. Um, it, that, is, that has been kind of a sight to see, uh, actually trying to apply some sort of management to things there. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited about everything, man. Yeah. You know, it's like KOL's doing fine. We're, you know, just working on shit. We got some, we got some shit planned for the short term, the medium term, the long term, and the future's so bright. I gotta wear shades, Mister Skullhead. It is. You're doing all right, and you're getting good grades. Yeah, I feel. I'll give you a passing grade. Cool. I'll give you like a 15% grade so it'll be a little bit dangerous for trucks to go down you yeah but you know if you're on a bike you can just sit back and coast if you're riding an elliptical trainer uh, you are not going anywhere Gilbert doing it wrong alright good night everybody bye bye